Hello everybody, my name is Nigel Pope, founder and host of 55 East Revelations podcast, where we discuss economics, money and ideas for investments. I'm a former financial derivative salesman, stock market investor and author. And before we get into the conversation, a quick mention to our sponsors and partners. 55eastfx.com, a global money transfer service for high net worth individuals and corporates. WesternFX.com, a low-cost fintech solution for B2B FX transactions. And Qtrade, a leader in CFDs on FX, stocks, crypto and commodities. Links on the 55 East Revelations webpage. And finally, a shout out to CMC Markets, Plus 500 and IG Index for FX, equities, commodities and trading. And back to today, it's my pleasure to have Niall Hajali as my guest. Niall is a seasoned financial markets executive and entrepreneur. His financial markets experience has, pr- has promoted sales and technology advances for the respective businesses he has joined, fostered innovation and led to tangible results. Personally, he invests in a variety of asset classes and shares his experience from the journey to financial independence. Niall is a native English and Arabic speaker whose leadership abilities, ambition, stamina, passion to succeed and attitude naturally spread to others, helping to achieve common goals. Welcome, Niall. Thank you, Nigel. So I'd like to start off by asking you a few questions. We'll um, start at the beginning with an introduction, going back to when you started out in work life, right at the beginning. What do you think it was? What was the catalyst that started you on the route to where you are now? Uh, It was financial independence to start off with. Uh, Being able to make my own decisions, buy my own things, live on my own. Uh, you know, basically make decisions. Do you think that was instilled by your parents? You know, to to sort of. Uh, uh, It was. It was, but it was also uh, a desire for independence from the family life. To to get away from the uh, (laughs) yeah, from the shackles of uh, you know Mm. being a teenager and uh, you know wanting to go out and after university and you know experience different things without someone telling me do this don't do that so yeah that was that was the main catalyst yeah and what what age did you um did you start to sort of break away and find you and you know work towards your own independence was around 23 i would say and were when you... i when i when i finished university yeah and were you in, in around Be- 20... were you in london or in beirut uh I graduated from uh, Lebanon and I left straight away to the UK in 2001. All mm. oh, right, okay. And what did you do as soon as you yeah. as soon as you uh, you landed, so to speak? I went looking for a job straight away. <laughs> how, how was it back then? Was it difficult or was it was it relatively? It was very difficult just after 9/11. Oh yeah, of course. So it was extremely yeah. difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And it was uh, very tough. Yeah, was and so that would have been then um, just just the, the aftermath, really. If it's two thousand one, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, it was uh, it was terrible. I was looking for a job in the financial sector because I had uh, done my uh, my BSc in banking and finance, and I did some uh, work as well uh, with a high net worth individual. So I was looking to get into that space mm. at the at the at the worst time. Yeah. Yeah, fresh out of fresh out of university. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I remember having a similar similar experience when I graduated, which was uh, ninety three, 
and thinking, God, how the hell do you get started in this in this world? Yeah, because yeah. there's just very little out there, you know. And to yeah. a large extent, it's when you have a little bit of luck, it's it's timing. Timing is um, yeah. can make or break. Or you, just, you just have to keep going. Well, I know your journey has taken you through many different areas of competence, including business strategy, property, fintech, and mental fitness, to name just some. What do you think has been yeah. the toughest for you from a from a personal standpoint uh, out of those, and how how has it affected you? What, what you, when you say mental fitness, what exactly are you uh, talking well, about? Um, I think discipline, you know, um, keeping going whilst uh, when it gets tough. Um, yeah. You know, uh, sports sportsmen, athletes, they just, you know, they just go through that process. Um, it's they, they say it's all about discipline and they, they yeah, yeah. their fitness is just to, to keep them going. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, easily I'd say mental fitness is the is is the number one. Mm. I think that that will uh, you know tell you whether you succeed or you fail. Yeah, where do you think you draw your strength from in that regard? Do you think it, did you have a history of sports? You know, or um... yeah, definitely, definitely sports. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it comes, I think, also from uh, a desire to succeed and. Uh, uh, desire to compete as well. Mm. So, uh, but it's hard to put your finger on it of where it comes from and how. Some people have it, some people don't. I'm, I'm not sure if you can actually work on it. Maybe you could, mm. uh, but it's tough, tough to uh, to change that part of a, yeah of a character. Yeah, I agree. You know? I mean, I, I have. Uh, I've, I've I see. Heard. I see in my kids, different kids, even from a very young age. Some even from that young age, some kids have it, some kids don't. Mm. You know. Yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting. Do you yeah, think, I mean, you, think, you uh, can you can try and teach them about it, yeah. but I don't know if it uh, it makes a difference, but not massively. Gosh. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, um, I mean, I've I've come across, and you've you've probably heard of it, the neuro linguistic programming, NLP yeah. for short, uh, where you try and retrain. The, the the brain to get rid of the bad habits and um, adopt the new habits and that comes from yeah. well I think I think it's um, it's a form of uh, hypnosis you know to an extent yeah. uh, through habitual practice um, I mean what was it the the Jesuits always used to say that you know give me the boy till the age of seven and I'll show you the man you know so yeah. maybe it's that, those formative seven years but yeah, um, yeah. Well, that's 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 interesting. Interesting. Um, let's talk about income generation. You know, what do yeah. you, what do you see apart from salary with a, with a job? Because everyone has to start off somewhere. What do you see as a good way for new investors to earn um, a passive or investment income? What what ideas would you come up with? Well, this this is a question uh, of uh, of this day. Uh, what can you invest in to generate uh, a steady source of income? Yeah. Uh, everything's become either risky or uh, you know everything's volatile. Whether it's real estate, whether it's the stock market, whether it's businesses, startups, everything's become or maybe has been risky. You know, since uh, since since a long time ago. But it seems to me like these days uh, things have become even more risky. 
mm. or even more stagnant, uh, especially the last two years. I'm not seeing growth in a lot of uh, sectors. Uh, I mean, you, I'm sure you can invest in, 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 in either in through uh, uh, real estate or through equity or funds, uh, but your return these days is going to be pretty low. Everyone's trying to look for the the uh, any return that exceeds the the amount they can get from from the bank, I suppose, which is yeah minimal. I mean, you know, because rates yeah. where they are, it's it's negative rates in in half of Europe, if not most of Europe, and uh, the only place in the world where else? is is the I mean, I'll give you an example. You're talking about Lebanon. They were giving uh, mm. what was it, seven eight percent? Yeah. But for good reason. Now, now the you know the currency is in a in a, in a big uh, mess, and next thing you know, it's going to devalue. The same thing in Russia. If we take that example, they were giving around twelve percent in local currency uh, for savings with banks. Uh, you know, the the, the the currency there halved uh, over over in a very short period of time. Yeah, so no, no wonder uh, they were giving good yeah. rates. Then. Yeah, so you know, <laughs> you have to be very careful. <laughs> yeah. So it so, seems uh, like it's a case of, you know, the the hot money flows. If you like, you know, um, you've got to be prepared to jump from one place to the other at, at a, the drop of a hat. But then, you know. Yeah, but well, once 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 you decide, I mean, once the alarm bells start ringing, it's, it's by then it's too late. It's too late. It's, uh, you know, you've missed yeah. the boat already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And case in point, trapped. like Lebanon now. Yeah, basic case in point eleven. Now the banks are closed. Even if you wanted to, you can't uh, take out your money. Wow! And all, and who knows what's going to happen when they reopen? So, so uh, you're right. Yeah. I mean, Lebanon is a topic du jour, you know, um, mm. because everything's been happening in the past week, week and a half, something like that. And and yeah. when did? But they... it's, it's been boiling. So there were rumors coming yeah. out. The economy was was starting to you know. Uh, slow down. It was it, it, everyone felt there was going to be a collapse, and that's when we were telling people, "Get your money out, get your money out." They were like, "No, but I, my money's in dollars. It's safe." And that's no longer. And <laughs> that's not the case because now there's no more dollars. You're not even going to get the dollars. Yeah. So, uh, so what, yeah, what can I mean, you it's do? a situation. What, what can you do? Is, is there anything you can do? Hmm. Not much now. You're going to have to wait and see what the government what happens with this. Uh, demonstrations and uh, if they someone bails them out or uh, they provide uh, dollar liquidity in the markets to stabilize the currency and uh, give insurances to the people that uh, you know it's uh, you're gonna have your money there it's not gonna be any shortages mm. but it's gonna be a tough uh, you know tough sell but we'll see what happens uh, it's a tough sell I mean um, I immediately yeah. think of you know the role of Bitcoin as a as an option yeah is would that yeah. be uh you know we've seen it before with venezuela zimbabwe um you know maybe, maybe to an extent hong kong don't know but um if you can't get money from the banks uh, i take it they're still closed right uh, uh up until today yes right it's been eight days now they've been closed wow and and what yeah. are, surely that's um you know for society you know it'll start to break down will it not yeah, yeah, but that, but that's what they want. They wanted to break down so that the government resigns. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so people can actually live and you know uh, find a way to transact and exchange, you know, food. Yeah. You know, all that sort of thing. 
So you have to do all sorts of uh, work permits and it costs a lot, visas and regulations and fines and that type of thing. It just makes it, uh, you know, the burden on the, on, on the, on the startup is, is very high Yes. Yeah. to maintain so uh, not, that kind of uh, cost. Yeah, so it's not... To be able to cover it. It's not that conducive to to business then. You know, I mean, everyone talks about Dubai being a low-cost environment, but actually if you've got all these hidden costs behind the scenes, especially trying to maintain a business, where is the advantage, do you think, then, to opening a business in, in the UAE? I mean, there are advantages. Uh, there is a there is a demand for a lot of things here. Mm. Uh, I mean, and and, and uh, the advantages is you can go out and have an idea and actually implement it. So, for example, I mean, yeah, so for example, you can even have there's trucks that fill petrol to your car. They come to your house. You don't even see them. You just you book them on the on the app. They come, they fill your car up, and they go with petrol. <laughs> they come, wash your car, and they go. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, I mean, so it, 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 they are quite innovative in what what they offer. Yeah. And it's uh, they're also using the tech in the right way. Mm. Uh, so th- there's some brilliant ideas, and I'm pretty sure some good uh, success stories. But also, there are a lot of you know failures, uh, well, which have- might be you know the normal. Economic, uh, economic process, yeah, you know, yeah. a few will, 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 will succeed where most will fail. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it's tough. I mean, even the growth here is just slowed down uh, and prices are still high. You know, yeah. like uh, yeah. day-to-day living prices are high. Mm. So people, I mean, before people would go out and spend money and go out and there was no issues. Mm. Now you see it everywhere. Everyone's keeping, you know, a tight, uh, tight belt, as you say. Tight belt and a low profile. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, you know, I know we we talked briefly about success and, and uh, a little bit about failure, but failure always comes along at some stage, you know, uh, in, in everyone's for sure. life. Um, in terms of business failures, you know, uh, you've been involved yeah. in a couple of businesses. Um, food delivery. Yeah. You and I were involved in a food delivery business. What do you think the, yeah. was the major source of failure there? Because we were going for what five years uh, from startup to you know um, actually being. Oh, you guys are belong to the the boutique food or the boutique kitchen. You know, a little bit yeah. of uh, sort of fame. Um, Fifteen minutes of fame. And um, what do you think? What do you think went wrong in that in that regard? Was it costs? Um, that's the thing. I mean, and especially in the food and uh, F&B uh, industry here, um, you're not going to make money from one outlet. You're going to have to grow. Mm. You're going to need substantial investment. And uh, at the moment, it's, it is quite high risk, this industry. Uh, the margins are tighter. Mm. Uh, and the supply is, is just phenomenal. You know, I mean, there's so many different restaurants and food outlets and delivery places, and it's just a, a massive uh, industry. Uh, and I would imagine most are struggling from from talking to people in in, this, in the sector. Most are struggling. Uh, like I said, costs are very high. Yeah. No matter how you try and it and delivery only and no sit in, keep your overheads down, costs are always going to be high. Who's doing well? Uh, so you need a you you need you need a strong uh, substantial uh, 
backer yeah. uh, and, a, and a good uh, strategy. Um, and you have to be as efficient as possible. I think our problem was that it wasn't run efficiently. Mm. Mm. It's, it's still going under uh, new ownership, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, at least that's, you know, that's a positive anyway. So uh, yeah. you know, business can continue. Uh, under the under the right ownership, I suppose it's uh, you know it doesn't. That's the other thing. You know, I don't think uh, you know you should uh, try, especially in this day and age, try and do everything. Uh, uh, you know, uh, try to do what it is that you specialize in to the best of your ability. Mm. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. So when you try and do do other things. Uh, you know, on a, on a medium level, it's not going to work today. Yeah, You're competing with people who are top of their game. So if you come in saying, yeah, I'm going to try and do this, don't. Mm. Because, you know, <laughs> it's people who are uh, maybe, maybe much more qualified in a certain field, which that's not your expertise. I mean, you know, there's different things that have to come together. But I think someone should stick to their strength yeah. and their uh, speciality. Speciality, yeah. It's it's all about speciality yeah. and pre- being the trying to be the best at what you do or one of the best yeah because i guess yeah, that, that's that's for running a business not but for investing then you know mm-hmm. i mean you go ahead you can you can dip into real estate of, of course if you have the capital don't put your capital at risk but dip into real estate whether it's in this region or other regions or do this and do that go for other projects but don't come and open a business which you have no real knowledge of thinking that well it's going to succeed mm-hmm. because it, it most definitely won't yeah if you don't have the right people in place. Yeah, I mean, your your main background is um, financial markets in any case. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So foreign exchange, equity derivatives, options, you know, all these weird and wonderful things that most people don't don't even come across, apart from foreign exchange. Um, where would you yeah. Where would you put your money as an investor? I mean, it's a tough one because, you know, this is actually, we go through this every day and I keep telling people that they tell me how much should I invest? Uh, what should I invest in? Uh, I think before you start looking at those things, you have to look at what type of investor you are. So if you're coming in with small capital, maybe this is not for you. Mm. And if you're coming in desperate, again, definitely this is not for you. So if you're coming into this uh, industry to uh, because you've got loans up uh, you know, over your head and you're in a bad shape and you're thinking you're going to make a quick buck and cover and your life's going to change, that's when you start having problems. Yeah. Because you're, start, you're investing out of necessity, out of uh, need and out of uh, desperation. Now you're talking specifically about financial markets, foreign exchange, yeah. equities, um, and all, the, all those yeah, all the derivatives. stock markets. And stuff yeah. Like yeah. So people who think, okay, I'm going to come in, I'm going to make, I don't know, whether it's $100 a day or $1,000 a day, uh, I, you know, uh, and then, you know, I'm going to make some money and uh, I'm going to cover my bills or I'm going to pay for this and pay for that. I think 95% of those people will lose money. Yeah. Wow. Uh, because they have no idea what they're doing. Mm. Second of all is because they're approaching uh, the business with a wrong mindset. When you're, when you're trading emotionally and uh, out of desperation, you're going to take risks which you can't afford to be taking. Yeah, that's right. So it becomes gambling, yeah. then, doesn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. that's what they're doing. Yeah. So I tell them, the first question is, what kind of a trader are you? Do you want to put uh, decent enough capital and trade uh, cautiously and the long term, which is the smart way to do it? Or if you come in with low capital and then, you know, come in and, and, and trade big volumes with high leverage, you're not going to last half an hour in the market. <laughs> That's right. It's all blown and, and, on one trade. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not even. There's because if you're coming in with, yeah, with a low capital, I mean, mm. you know, the minimum trade on a, on a currency, for example, is 100,000, well, 100 for a lot. Mm. So, you know, if you're coming in with $200, uh, That'll go you know, and you take up one lot, one lot trade, I mean, and it's not rocket science. No. Yeah, you know, no. if a small movement, you're out. Yeah, yeah. But that's the first question. If if you you've got the right mindset and you've got the expertise, if you don't have the expertise, there are people who can help you. Mm. Money managers, uh, you know, analysts, people that give you uh, signals and like different. There are people that can help you in the industry. Uh, yeah, and I think that's a good thing as. Interestingly uh, enough, I've got um, I'm interviewing uh, Jeff Wecker um, from the States uh, next week, and he's um, yeah. an FX guru uh, that gives yeah. signals and what have you, and, and teaches people about money management skills. Um, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's coming up actually. That There's be, a big demand for it. Yeah, yeah. So big demand for it. I'll, I'll let you know how that and goes. It, yeah, because also you know if, if we have someone who we trust has a history of trading mm. uh, cautiously depending on what the client wants. Uh, uh, if the client, if the client, you know, is a high number client and comes in and he, he wants to go crazy. That's fair enough. That's his, that's his, uh, you know, uh, decision. Yeah. But, uh, there's a big demand for people who can tailor their trading, uh, styles to what the client's looking for, mm. you know, uh, profits, good, you know, uh, depending on your capital, your risk, and then you know, try and uh, protect your capital and make some gains. Yeah, yeah. Long term doesn't have to be, you know, uh, do or die every minute. So, as a as a financial market specialist, then, and um, you know, in your role at Q Trade, what uh, what are the key uh, pieces of advice you'd give your clients if if you can sort of divulge? Nothing too specific, but you know, just just sort of generally, what key piece of advice would you give? This is the, number one: is protect your capital. So, which is what I was just saying. You know, we don't want the. I, I personally don't want my client to lose all his money in five minutes because then he's gone. Yeah. Uh, so, if I can get them to, you know, but, but, you know, people do what they what they want to do. So, protect your capital. If, if if you're investing a certain amount of money, trade accordingly. Don't don't you know trade beyond your means because, I mean, then then you're just trying to be lucky, mm. or something. Or something. If you know, if for some reason it moves against you, uh, and then you're gonna be out. So protect your capital. Try and think about the long term, and uh, if you don't have the expertise, get the expertise. Mm, yeah, and you can help with that, or at least, or yeah, we could. Yeah, at least for a big chunk of your capital, get someone to to trade for you that you trust, or you know, or the company knows, or they've used as a history. And if you want to play around, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got yeah. a lot of friends who just put in put in money, and they want to play. They yeah. they want to have some fun, buy this, sell that. I mean, it could be fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. If at least the money you put, if the money you put down 
you're willing to you know gamble with mm-hmm. whether you lose or you yeah. win yeah. or whatever it is you know and, and you're fine with it i think that's a much better uh, uh psychological uh, you know uh trading environment yeah i mean how many... and to be desperate and go desperately yeah for sure for sure um I mean, how how would you choose, um, let's say, a, a manager, uh, a money manager, for your clients? What what would you look for um, in terms of continuity? You're right. Yeah. Adaptability uh, to what the client wants. Of course, knowledge and history of uh, trading. Yeah. Uh, it's not uh, it's not rocket science. And uh, uh, the relationship, if you know. There's a lot of guys out there that are uh, <laughs> cowboys. Uh, you know, they don't care about the client's money. They don't care about making profits. They're just interested in making their own profits. Quick buck. Uh, those people, yeah, I mean, those people we obviously avoid. So, I mean, the relationship with the, with the money manager is uh, quite important. Yeah, yeah. No, rightly so, because, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's in everyone everyone's interest for everyone to try and gain you know it's uh... yeah i mean look you win you win some you lose some i mean everyone everyone understands that mm. but at least you know we need someone who will give you a good shot at making money you know not just someone who doesn't really care and is just after he's got his own agenda yeah quite quite yeah. Uh, um just talking about um investors that you might admire or you, you personally wish you might have learned from, do you have anyone in mind that uh, you consider to be um, someone that you could have learned from and, and why? You know, what, what, what sort of um, um, pointers could they have given you? What key investment? I don't know. I, 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 I don't admire investors. No? No. <laughs> no. Not, not even me? No. <laughs> Uh, you of course not for your not not for your investing though no. Uh, no I mean there's nothing to admire in, in investment I mean you know it's just some some people it's luck some people it's it's being able to hold the position uh, when it's going against you mm-hmm. and having okay faith that it will turn but a lot of the time it's not just about you being such a rocket scientist is if you look at Warren Buffett and some of these guys you know you have uh, the financial uh, capability of holding that position uh, for as long as you want. Add in for an item. That's you see right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so it, there's a lot of things that have to come into place for someone to be successful, and not and, and luck is 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 a is a part of it as well. Uh, time is a part of it, yeah. and the most important is the, is the financial uh, uh, capability. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't put too much stock in. Uh, investors and that kind of thing i mean some are good some are bad whatever it's it's not my my thing Mm. Uh, Mm. but it's uh it's not a trait i uh attach admiration to no fair enough yeah i I admire people for a lot of other things but not for for that (laughs) (laughs) so if you're looking ahead then over the next uh, few years um what are your key business and personal goals Growth. Uh, what I like about this business is even in these uh, economic climate, mm. and this economic there is at least for a company our size, there's a massive growth still. 
and especially in the Middle East. Yeah. Yeah. So my personal goal is to take this company to more countries, uh, and uh, because we, you know, I, I have faith in the company. We do things the right way. Um, you know, we're not out to rip clients off. Uh, you know, we try and uh, accommodate uh, our partners and our clients as much as possible. Uh, so they have the right kind of, uh, you know, um, mind frame about the, about the business. Mm. Because there's a lot of cowboys out there who, you know, don't care if you're applying with them for a day or a month. They just have to, you know, yeah, so make as much money as you as possible. It really is the wild east in that regard, you know, as opposed to the yeah. wild west. You know, Amazing. yeah, yeah. I think there's a certain uh, there's a lot to be said for you know integrity. Um, you know, if you if you start ripping people off, as soon as people find out about it, they'll just say, okay, well, we're never going to deal with him ever again, ever again. That's yeah, not yeah. finished. You know, why would you do yeah. that? There's not. There's no. Um, there's no looking ahead for a future business. It's just a quick. No, quick no, it's, it's short sightedness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just short sighted. They just want to make a buck today. Mm. They think, okay, if I can make a buck today. And uh, at least I made the buck. But you don't think, okay, if this guy is giving me a cent today, if I keep him for, I don't know, as long as possible, I'll, I'll make much more than that uh, dollar. So everyone, you know, because it's it's like, uh, you know, doomsday scenario. Get whatever you can now and then tomorrow we'll deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So because this company does things the right way, mm. uh, I feel that there is a lot of potential there, yeah. especially right. growth in the region. That's good. To and hear. the region is changing in terms of uh, regulation, and, and you know things are starting to become more standard and regulated. And as more players come in, which yeah. is good, as long as they play, you know, nice. Uh, I think the the whole industry benefits. Do you think um, talking about regulation? Do you think the um is there a necessity for it, or do you think firms and um, participants actually monitor and regulate themselves to a certain extent? And if so, do they do it enough, or or do we actually need a formal body that says, "All right, you guys, you're not regulating yourselves. You're, you're ripping people off. We're going to have to step in. You can you can do your business, but it's got to be done under certain rules." That's not the issue. I think. Regulation obviously is is, is 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 a must and a key, but the, the issue you've got is some regulated companies, uh, you know, do the worst things, and some unregulated companies go by the book. So at the end of the day, um, I feel that the regulation is necessary, mm. but it's only for the peace of mind of the client, as long as the company uh, is operating properly. So if the company, whether it's regulated or not, uh, because it could be regulated in the UK, but they've got no operations in the UK. All mm -hmm. the deposits are going offshore anyway because yeah. they're not, they can't give the leverage in the UK. Yeah. So they've got the UK regulation, but the business is happening offshore anyway. Yeah. Right? So if they want to misbehave, they will misbehave. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's how it is. Uh, you know, the, that's the reality. The reality so, is you can uh, get around rules. Yeah. So I know from the, from the, you know, regulation is, is kind of for the client's, uh, 
kind of assurance. Mm. But you know, if they, if you, if if a company comes to you tells you, okay, you deposit the money, you put it on a FCA regulated uh, bank, and you know you do it in the UK, they're going to give you thirty to one leverage if you're lucky. Yeah, well, that's you know, right. and if yeah. you're going with more capital, you're not going to be able to trade much. No, no. So, whereas they'll tell you, we'll 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 deposit offshore, and then we'll give you five hundred to one leverage. So you're going to say, okay, actually, I prefer to go offshore. Mm. Yeah. So then the regulation. Yeah. It's pointless. So it's it's, yeah. it's about the com. It's about the company. If yeah. you trust the person in the company, then you know. That's what you're going with. I think I think that's you've you've hit the nail on the head. I was I was just thinking that you know the the biggest factor in any business is trust, because it's the yeah. relationship between the client and the business, the one the one that's offering the service and the one that's taking the service. If there's no trust, there's no business. So yeah, I think that's it. You've hit the nail on the head. You know, trust is key. Yeah. That's why we tell people come visit us, come to the office, you know, because we want because you want to put a face to the voice and then mm. see who you're talking to and what kind of person they are. Yeah, it puts them at ease. And if they know what they're talking about, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you can easily get found <laughs> out if you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. You, you talk talk a load of rubbish, or or you just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I can keep your mouth shut no matter what happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I've got, I've got, uh, got a final question. So if you could reach out to your younger yeah. self, not that you're not young, but yeah. you know, to your younger self, maybe, that, <laughs> maybe that 23 year old that um, you know yeah. arrived in London, you know, looking for a job, and uh, what, what would you say to him? And you know, what, what investment advice, or actually any piece of advice, what would you say to him? I think, you know, this is what I've been saying to myself uh, these days, actually. Uh, uh, and what my, my my parents would tell me, like, you know, uh, if if your life uh, trajectory is, is, is just going like that or, or this way, a straight line, then you're either very lucky or very unlucky. Most, most people are going to have ups and downs. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. a few of them, right? So I think, uh, you know, to, 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 easier said than done, but to, to, you know, when it's, when it's tough times, just keep your head down and work hard. Mm. Uh, and, 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 and I think it will be true. Like if, if you are the hardest worker or the one who's working as hard as you can, then I think eventually you will succeed. Yeah. It's just about hard work. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, uh, Okay, if if you're if you're skillful at something, even in sports, if you're skillful or you have a talent, a natural talent, you will shine above the rest. Mm. But even if you're not that talented and you work harder than everyone else, you will still shine. Maybe not to the. And then if you do have both, then you'll be a superstar. If you have the skill and the work ethic, then you'll be a superstar. Yeah. yeah. But you know, the the base is hard work. Yeah. That's the base. Yeah. The rest will come. Yeah, I think I'd go along with that. And I think that's a lovely way to bring to a close our discussion, Niall. And uh, I'm sure our listeners yeah. have much to take away from what you've you've shared with us today. So, Niall, thank you. And thank you to thank our you. sponsor, Q-Trade, for joining us. And uh, thank for you sharing very much. your knowledge. Pleasure.
So we wish you well on, your, on your journey. Thank you. All the best.